This episode is brought to you by TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com is your all access to culture. Check out cultural merchandise like leggings, hats, mini boxing gloves, and bags. Also, t shirts like hip hop, nature, rock bands, reggae, and dark fantasy. Fast shipping worldwide. That's TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. Now, let's check out this episode. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another. Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report Podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, this man has been nominated for Grammys four times. He's an original founding member of Black Euro. And he's an original member of Wailing Soul. And right now, he's doing his own solo career. You know we have in the building today? We have Garth Dennis in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Yeah, man, it's all good, you know? Welcome to the world, you know? Yeah. Thank you so very much for joining us here on the Entertainment Report podcast today. It's a pleasure, man. Definitely, because I know somebody like you that's been in the business so long and has been in so many circles, you're going to have a lot of great stories to share with us today. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> All right. So then on this program here, we like to take it right from the beginning and then bring it right up to 2021. So my first question for you is this. Where did you grow up in Jamaica, and what type of child were you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm from a family that plays sports and love to do good things, you know what I mean? Um, my mommy grows us a lot, my dad was somewhere in London or something, you know? But I was born in, in, in Kingston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I lived in Kingston for a little while. Then I moved to this great, one of the greatest places on her, Trenchtown. <laughs> Trust mm-hmm. me. You're in Trenchtown now. What type of child were you when you were in Trenchtown? Very active. I used to love sports a lot, you know? And there's a lot of places to um, kind of recreate yourself, like, you know what I mean? Like Boys Town and Girls Town and the schools in Trenchtown and Denham Town. It's all around here, you know? So there's place to recreate yourself. All right. And with music now, when do you actually discover music? Well, I was always exposed to music because when I lived downtown, I lived close to Prince Buster. And, and, and um, what's his name again? So Tommy's or something like that. And at my house, when they started to serenade, I could hear them around there, you know? In fact, I can remember sometime when my grandma or mommy make her feel sad. As soon as one of the sounds start to play, it's like it changed my whole vibe. So <laughs> from them time, I know some music carry a certain vibration. You know what I mean? For sure. And at what part in your life did you figure that you wanted to get involved with music or something like that? You know what happened? It was all around me you now. When, I, when my sister was a recording artist from in the early sixties, right? Okay. And when when we moved from Princess Street to 193rd Street. That, that's, that's where the great Joe was, and he had his partner by the name of Higgs, by the name of Wilson. Mm-hmm. And there was a Richard Brothers and Alton and a couple more people. So it was always around me. But I always used to love sports a lot, too, so I used to be involved in sports a lot and thing, right? But um, I was always singing from them time to silk. It just was in my blood, you know? Because you mentioned that your sister, she was a recording artist. What's her name? 
Sean Dennis, Andy and Joey, you're wondering now. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more songs she did at um, Sir Cox and Studio One. I don't know that's the only song that Mr. Dad has his name on. If you check it, my sister has so many songs there. Okay. So she was the first one in the family to actually start recording music and getting into it. Yeah, she was. She was. Did she take you to the studio when she used to record? Did she used to take you to the studio or anything? And that's how you got interested in it? Um. I used to go sometime with Darwin. I used to go sometime with George and Delroy Wilson was a friend of mine too, you know? Okay. Well, I was always involved a while, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I always, yeah, and I always used to sing. And what really happened is that we know, we know Bob from Princess Street, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl and Bunny and... Um, his sister used to be there jamming and thing. Right, her sister and I'm such a short son. So by the time we went to, to 193rd Street, Bob used to visit his mother on 2nd Street. Mm. Right? But when he visited her, he used to just leave because he didn't know nobody else in Trenchtown. Mm. Well, and, and as I said, we used to play sports. And he was coming one day from somewhere and saw my brother making a lot of runs. And he said, wait, that's Tony, where I know from town and things so. He eventually come by the house and visit one time. And my mommy knew him from them time, that thing. Right? And um, when he came, he wasn't just singing. He was playing cricket, football, and you know what I mean? Picking mango and all them kind of things. But eventually, he get involved with the music, right? All right, by that time now, I had a friend by the name of Junior Bradtreet, mm-hmm. right? He's a nephew of the great Wilson, and there's another brother by the name of Ricardo Scott. We used to play sport, but we used to jam a lot too, mm-hmm. you know? During them time, the people used to tease us sometime, you know? Um, Richard and some friend come to them one time, I heard a swearing. Mm-hmm. I said, who are those guys? And the brother joking, I said, the most of the wheelers. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, what really happened, one of the brethren passed common entrance, and Junior Brad, I start play cricket more seriously, and Junior Brad Reed start go voice down and cover certain grounds and things. Mm-hmm. Right? So, we used to go anywhere, we'll find um, room to really rehearse, you know? So, Joey used to rehearse in his mother's kitchen. Mm-hmm. But the guitar, she, she used to sell fruits and things. But the guitar started dropping our fruits back and break up the thing. So <laughs> my mom started keeping it in her house now, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. So sometimes when Bob comes, it's our house and come to for the guitar. You know what I mean? And they start jamming in our kitchen now that was empty. We used to call that kitchen Stalag 70. Mm. A lot of guys don't know, but that was just the early rehearsal with the wheelers and so on and so on. So on. Still mm. at 17, right? Anyhow, we used to go places where we have room and thing to do it and thing, right? Um, I was jamming, uh, anywhere we go, we carry the guitar and thing. I was jamming one time, and a friend of mine was there by the name of Riper, we call him scientist, and he was reading the novel and he mentioned the name to me. Uru, like Uru. And that's when I first got the name. 
and start using it because by them times um not taking away anything from nobody mm-hmm. look he wasn't too that you know what i mean involved with him you should just be there and listening and thing and so on but he used to stay with me at my house so he was always around me he was always around me and a friend of mine who used to work at um dynamics come to the, the, the camp one time and heard us and decided to record right so we did and we record um slow coach no record um a song that we did early from um a song that curtis mayfield did and i reimbursed it with some words and team okay well at that session is like those times you know you have to can't sing you know how many things can go on if you can't sing or something mm-hmm. so one of the background vocalists was done on Ducky at the time, was singing some harmony. And it's like, it wasn't going that good. Got no Carl Peterson, the engineer and thing. And Boris Gardner was there. Okay. Boris Gardner was there. And um, he decided to play a part in things. So did record that song. And you recorded, where did you record this song? Dynamics. Dynamics, okay, and what for yeah. Dynamics label? Yeah, the Dynamics label. Um, the, the thing is, um, we did record a song at um, Randy's before. Mm-hmm. We record a song at Randy's before because I had some friend I used to jam at his house and they know me spot on them and things, so they sent me there. And mm-hmm. I did record Black Row about two, three songs, all right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, now we start a jam, go about and jam, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you meet Don Carlos? Well, a friend of mine, by the name of Mauli, tell me about him, and where I used to go to recreate myself and smoke, we live close by, mm-hmm. you know? So that's how I meet him. And then um, he used to start visit me at the house now and start to come around me. And that's how we get that close. That's how everybody started to connect there. And at this time, were you guys saying Rastafari at this time or that didn't come into the pictures yet? Yeah, man, was conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Was conscious about it, you know? Maybe not the full, and I mean, concept of all this great man Celestia is. As we grow and the hell as them talk and things we start realizing, okay, we have something for ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, and at this time here, you said you guys had connected with Bob Marley and everybody was in the same area and everything. So was he recording at the same time too, or you started recording before he did? Um no, I think they did um simmer down mm-hmm. and those things because what really happened is that the name Wheelers mm-hmm. came from myself and Junior Bradway and Carter, you know, because the guy was teasing, say, telling the next chapter, oh, no, must the Wheelers them. Yeah, we always wheeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it was not Joe, because Joe was always know what he was up to hunting. Mm-hmm. Right? But what really happened now, when Bonnie started coming, you know, and stay more permanent, because Bonnie should just come and leave, come and leave, come and leave. But Peter was always there. 
Juna Bratriot now, as his uncle was Wilson from Wheeling Souls, there was around Bob Regley and thing, you know what I mean? So I think that's where Wheelers get the name Wheelers from, Juna Bratriot, that over there. All right, before we even get into the Wheeling Souls and stuff there, Black Uhu. Now, so then now you recorded the songs for um, Randy's, which turned into VP after a while, and you also recorded for Dynamics. So then now it's the three of you guys, which is you, Ducky Simpson, and um, Don Carlo. So what were the next moves you guys were making as a group this time here? Well, I mean, from just rehearsing and thing, we wasn't making no extra movement because Dan was just still do, um, the postman thing. And as I told you before, Ducky used to always stay at my home. Mm-hmm. Right? So during the early days of Black Warranty, that's where he used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From there, wow. Did you guys perform any shows or anything together? Locally. Mm-hmm. Mm, locally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Locally, nothing major at the time because we didn't have nothing out there and thing. But in the neighborhood and things, we always jam, you know? And then there was only a teacher lady who was in love with us, who used to take her to our church. We were jamming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the songs that you recorded, did any of them become any hits or get any buzzes at that time there? Um, I said no, because none of them was released in Jamaica. And thing, you know? Mm-hmm. None of them was released in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then now, so then you guys are there doing your stuff. How did the whale and soul now come into the picture? All right. As I say, wherever you have spot to rehearse and thing, right? That's where we go. So we end up start rehearsing on first street in Trenchtown. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where the rest of the guys in the whale and soul side come around because they start coming around Joyce and thing. You know what I mean? So we all get together and start jam and and, and thing. That's how the wheeling shows come about. But when they just start recording and call themselves other names, I wasn't recording them, but I used to rehearse because the park was right there. I used to play sports and then go over there and rehearse and thing. Mm-hmm. And by the time we get ready for show, I had already know a couple of the songs and thing. You know what I mean? So that's how um, the wheeling shows come about. It wasn't in, there wasn't with us on Third Street. There wasn't involved at the time. Mm-hmm. Not until Bob them and Drake start rehearsing First Street. That's where there was a guy who overcomes when his soul starts. Yeah. There was one of them who used to be um, on Third Street, said Second Street. Fats D. You call him. Mm-hmm. He was a great artist, too. You know what I mean? He used to be with both groups. Yeah. Okay, so the area was like first, second, and third street. That's basically where everybody was in between there. Yeah, yeah. Down there, so I was very active, very active. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys were doing your stuff okay with Will and Soul now here. With what were some of the first tracks that you guys started to record when you got into the group now? When we read it back, um, Things and time and war and so on and so forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of songs that was doing that Shuja one where when they come back to, to Channel One, that's what he wanted, so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And from what year? 
did you guys start recording? I think it's about 71 and now. Uh, you know, early, but the, the, the black is working and things start in the late 60s. Mm-hmm. But start recording as, as uh, in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is more reggae style year or, or the Rocksteady area had just passed? The Rocksteady area had just passed. But as I said, I was used to that because my sister sing this beautiful um, song and things. I was always involved with every step of the music. And then when I used to be in, in a place named Rena Class, I used to live close to Countasi. So mm. in my classroom and hear them rehearsing and do them prayer and things. So mm. it was always around, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a lot of musical greats and even a name that you brought up a lot before we even go too far into the Wailing Soul was Joe Higgs. How did you even connect with Joe Higgs in the first place? Well, when we left Princess Street, I went to live in Trenchtown. Living in 193rd Street. That's where he and his mother were staying. So that's how I get to meet him. And then we were at Trinbrook and I was like, you know, one of my sisters have a son for one of his brother. Mm-hmm. And one of his sister have a son for my brother. So we're like a twin family, right? you know? <laughs> yes, I was always close to this great Virgin Drake. Drake is such a great man, but I remember him coaching the wheelers and them. Without doubt, you know, that great Drake's, I'm telling you. Yeah, because you could definitely see that he had a profound effect on your career, the Whaler's career, and a lot of people's career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys just come around I was there, and um, this summer I did a song with Jimmy Cliff, with Drake's just rehearsals and thing. you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? A lot of people, you know, you should tell me about this great Drake's. Um, Jimmy Cliff. Jimmy Cliff. And, and, and um, what's his name again? Don't tell me I forget the spirit Virgin name. Mm. Yeah. You used to talk a lot about the spirit Drake's man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jimmy Cliff was in the area also, or he used to just come in the area from time to time? He used to just pass through. Mm-hmm. He used to just pass through. Because I know Higgs was also an artist, but I guess he was a coach and he would like help a lot of people in the music business also? Yeah, man. Anybody come around and had musical advice. That's where Driggs, you know what I mean? Stand out and you had to hear him, you know what I mean? Complaining and saying, need this and he knew that from the one. He used to just be such a free person. Listen to listen to Driggs at the songs, man. Mm-hmm. Listen to Driggs at the songs. Such a great artist. You get it. Even there was a song that you just brought up to um, Slow Coach. I know that you recorded for Black Huru, but I know that you also recorded for Will and Souls also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. What was it about that song? Why you felt that song? You wanted to record that song there twice. Well, to me, the system was going and the promise to do certain things and it takes so long to do it. And then it's like, you won't forget it and thing and thing. So it's like, you know what I mean? That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do now and thing. They're moving much too slow. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you figured that was a song that you wanted to record for both bands at that time there? Um, I didn't I didn't plan that. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan that, you know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. It just came up there. So, okay, so then now you're with Will and Soul. What was the first hit that you guys got from Will and Souls? Because I know you were recording at Channel One Studio, is where you guys were doing a lot of recordings. There's a song by the name of Things on Time. Big song. Mm-hmm. That's the first. Uh-huh. And what did that do for you guys' career at that time there? It exposed us a lot, man. Mm-hmm. It exposed us a lot, you know? You know, the whole track and the lyrics was so hot to do. Got mm-hmm. moving. Um, recently, it's one of the greatest rhythm playing right now by two of the greatest artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. That track with Budgie Banton and Bear Sano. Big, big, big song. Big, you understand. So then, did you guys start to fly when that song came out, or there was still some more work you guys had to do before you guys started to actually go on tour? <coughs> we did a little work, but I think it started pretty early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right after that. Do you remember the first I, place you guys went? I think we went to England, somewhere in London first. Mm-hmm. How was that show? Oh, um, it was a show with Musical Youth. Mm. Was, yeah, we was on that building and thing, so, you know, it went great, man. It went great. Okay, so then, yeah, you guys went to England, you guys did it. So then that song, now, Things in Time, was it just a single or was it an album that you guys had put out at that time there when that song came out? It was a single. Mm-hmm. It was a single, you know? And who did you record it for? Um, we recorded it for, for, for Channel One. Mm. Mm. Jojo. Mm-hmm. Great Jojo over there, definitely. All right, and then what was the next thing you guys did? Did you guys start to work on an album, or what was the next move for Wailing Souls? Um, we just start recording, just start recording, start recording till when him kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of followed a little. And here comes this virgin by the name of Jonjo. So we contact Jonjo, Jonjo contact us. It's like a whole different thing start again. You know, it was so nice. Mm-hmm. And what was some of the first um, songs that you guys recorded for um, Jonjo Lies? I think Firehouse Rock. Mm. Big, big, big song. Firehouse Rock. How did you guys come up with that there? It was really here to the politics and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The politics and them have the people, them kind of so upset and things. So the vibration come up, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely big, big, big. And did you guys record an album for Junjo? Yeah, we eventually record the album by uh, House Rock. How did that do for you guys? I'm actually, well, because I say it exposed a lot. It got a lot of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exposure from the songs and the thing and things. So that song makes us become more popular and more known. Mm-hmm. Start some more touring and stuff. And what other hits came on that um the album there? What other hits come on that album? Mm-hmm. I don't remember no major hits, but um there's some good songs on it. There was some good song on that album. I don't quite remember the name of most of them. Okay, and then that was when you guys started. And what year did that album come out? 
You remember? I think the mid seventies. Mid seventies. Yeah. Okay, probably like seventy, seventy-seven, eight or nine, somewhere yeah. in there. About that, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you meet Desmond Decker? He was living in Trenchstone too, and um, live up the top part about Thirteenth Street or so. Mm -hmm. um, they used to come and take the bus on Spanish Town Road because some time the next bus take a little while and thing. And then on them way to a sea, we call Atom Cole and thing. They used to have to pass my section of the town to get to Atom Cole through me pen. And they used to stop with us and jam at times, you know. That's a great Desmond Decker. What was it about Trench Town where it was so musical? What What was happening over there? A lot of loving used to go on in that place, you know. A lot of loving and recreation and thing, and you know, that was happening. And people do all kind of things. But George was just main musical man amongst us, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Did you actually do any recording with or for Joe Higgs? No, but I jammed with him a lot. I rushed with him a lot. Mm -hmm. him a lot. What instrument do you play? I jam with the guitar a little, I touch the keyboard a little bit. You know, I'm no main musician, but I can help myself on the guitar, and the, the, you know. How did you learn to play it in the first place? Well, I just watched your eggs and listen and, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was my heaven because I tell you, I live right there in that yeah, 19th Street. That's where the wheelers start, that's where the house start jamming at first. In a kitchen by the name of Stalak 17. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's a guy's boat that you know, ask some elders and things out from there. But Stalak 16 was a kitchen where the wheelers was first put together and come together. That's where they used to rehearse that room, you know? Mm -hmm. Because even Peter, how did Peter get in, involved? Was he from in the area or he came into the area? Um, He's from the area and came into the area, you know? Mm -hmm. He was there in Trenchstone a lot. And I start coming us on the great race and wanting to lead to the other. And then that's where we were. All right. Just now I was talking about the um the um Wailing Soul. So then I know you guys recorded. Do you remember how many albums you guys recorded all together? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure. No, maybe about 13. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys were, were touring a lot and stuff like that at that time there also. Yeah, we did a lot of movements, a lot of movements, you know, cover the grounds, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you remember some of your most memorable shows when you were with Will and Soul? It's hard to do that because you know, where you're going to meet some nice people and things, so, you know, to say that particular place, you're going to say again, oh, there was another place there where, you know? Or you just meet some nice people all over the world, sweet people. Mm -hmm. I hope the people can get back to that vibration, getting through this COVID-19 or Corona. Mm -hmm. You understand. Okay, well, how about this then? Is there anywhere that you wanted to go that Wheeling Souls didn't go at that time there? You mean like any places are yeah. doing things are... Any places you uh, wanted to go that Wheeling Souls didn't uh, go at that time? I'd say Africa. Africa? Yeah, I'd say Africa. I wanted to go to Africa so bad, you know? Mm -hmm. Have you ever been there at all in your career? No, I've never been there. I hope to be so one of them. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. All right. And then I know you did. How long were you with Wheeling Souls for? To be honest, I'm not sure, no, but it's a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a long time. A long time. And then I know at one point you had left Wheeling Souls and went back, back to Black Hero. Yeah, what really happened is that, um, as I say, Ducky know the whole vibe. So he used to come to me and tell me what was going on and thing. And then we finally link up again um, with Dan Carl or something and start that vibration. Mm -hmm. you know? And this is where the Grammy nominations came in. Yeah, that's where it came in. Okay. And we were, you were actually nominated four times, it seems like back to back to back to back. Yeah, that was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what albums you were nominated for? Again, I think it's now. Mm -hmm. um, what else? You? To be honest, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't remember songs, but the type of album is like, you know what I mean? There were so many good songs in there. Mm -hmm. It's when you do so much, it's like after a while, it's you've been in this business from like in the 60s, so clearly it's every moving part you're not going to remember because it's been so much. Yeah, you know, everything and everything, even visual personally. Mm -hmm. All right. And then you recorded, you started recording with Black Huru again. Did you end up going black back to Wayland's Holes or you just permanently stayed over at Black Huru and then you went solo? If you notice, um, we come together again, and especially with me with William Souls, one time, two time, and now recently we came together, and I don't know what's a vibration, but we're not together anymore. It's like, okay, how serious did you take the music business when you were first starting out or in the early stages of your career there? Not too serious, because I didn't know nothing about the music, and how to go forward, progress it and things, so, you know what I mean? And I was still open, you know what I mean? I was still open to doing other things, because I, um, I used to do a little nine to five, but that was again, custom broken, mm -hmm. a custom broker for a little while, or a custom clerk. Okay. So I did a little nine to five, too, you know? Mm -hmm. And when did you decide to take it fully serious then? You mean the year? Not even the year. Just when When do you decide, okay, you know what? This seems like it's about to take off for me right here. I'm going to keep this serious instead of continue to do my 9 to 5. You know what? I used to just do it certainly because I, um, when you say take it serious, it's like that's why I've been through these things of a virgin man thing. You know? I used to just do it as a virgin thing and never noticed certain things about the business and the music and things. So I used to just enjoy singing and, you know what I mean? Com help composing songs and, you know what I mean? So on and so forth, meeting people and go places. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like, all right, I want to do this, I want, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. you know, no, that, that wasn't me. Mm -hmm. Because I know even at one time where, yeah, you went back and forth a couple of times. I know at one time there was a situation between you and um, Ducky Simpson about Black Guru there. Um, you know, I don't want to put on a body or anything in you know, about. It's like, you have to be honest, man. And it's like, it's 
you know, with some people, it's like it's just uh, to be honest. You say one thing for your brethren, and the next thing you know, it's like it's a whole different thing without, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if there's no lot of people here to prove it, make you look like you are the one that's really. But it's plain to see from the history, 1930, none of them was there. That's where Higgs was, that's where I was, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's made by mentioning the name Black Horror too. You see, the, the trick with it is that name seems like it's almost a powerful spirit is inside of that name there because it's a hard name to really control because the amount of times that the group members change and change and change and change, but the name continues to go, it's quite amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know it was always a powerful name. You know, it was always a powerful name. And the thing is, in those days and up till now, I was in the contracting, the contracting, because I had so many chances of signing a contract and certain things. But I just, as I say, taking the business that serious and thing, I was not aware of what should be done or what could be done. Mm -hmm. I was just singing and recording and having a good time on the bridges. And when did you really learn about the business? Recently. Mm -hmm. I'm still not doing the things that was supposed to be done because um, with all of them guys and thing, I could have done it, but I've never signed a contract or asked them to do it. And there's so much time we should have discuss certain things. And, um, you know, I don't want to get too personally and thing, but I make a lot of sacrifices to one and two other people anyway, you know? I know you think they would do that shit that and live good and thing. And no, when they're ready to get mad and the stupidness, they just go ahead and leave. And how come you never signed the contract? Is it because you were never offered one or you just figured it's bridging and bridging? Let's just do the That's it. it. That's it. If you know, just the wheelers and drink, then we didn't need to do that because it was such a. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And can be proven I was there all along and thing. I was there in first street to when Drake just rehearsed or something. And especially, yeah, because you know your sister, she recorded for Studio One, so she knew something about the business. So I figured you would, at that time, you'd know something too. But as you said, it's just something you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. We didn't take it that. Mm-hmm. And as I say, Look how many songs she had done for um, Shuja One. And that's the only song Mr. Dad could say is involved the one we know when you take a start, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the business, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know your sister Joan Dennis, she did a song that um Amy Whitehouse did over and then you did it over also too. Yeah, and my latest album now I did it over. And the thing is, she was the one singing um, the female part, you know, and she had been singing for such a long time, and when you listen to that record, oh, she sounds so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And Joan Dennis, she's somewhere in Canada now too, you know? Okay. Yeah, Joan, yeah, she's somewhere in Canada. She's out my side here. Yeah, she's out here. Yeah. The song that we're talking about is um, You're Wondering Now. All right. And if you, I'm not sure if you even know, Amy Whitehouse, her last, Winehouse, her last song that she performed on her last concert was that song. 
So the last song she ever performed before she died was that song. Yeah, she's a nice person too, you know what I mean? Very talented. Mm -hmm. I remember my sister wrote that song. Maybe she and her partner, but I know that's her, that's not, you know, Miss and Dad, right? I would write more songs for her. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy. So then even now, bring us up to your new album here. Why do you decide that, okay, at this point in your career, it's still something where you still want to put out music at this point in your career? It's just inside me. Mm-hmm. It's just inside me. I need to express. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just inside me. I didn't plan so well, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. I just start doing it and it come together. Mm-hmm. And then the name of the album too. Why do you decide to give it that name in particular? Remembrance. Remembrance. You know what I mean? Guys really 19 Third Street. That's really where us first come together and start looking. By the time they just see my young man, they were still jamming there with drugs in Stalag 17. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them other guys never used to come to Stalag 17 at the time. All right, because I know on the album you worked with um, Sly on the album. How did that come around, Sly Dunbar? I knew Sly from Waterhouse, you know. And um, he used to shoot the one and all over the place. So that's all that happened. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And you even recorded with um, UB40 at their studio in Ocho Rios. Oh, yeah. They had me out on one of the tracks, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was that experience linking with, with them again? I haven't linked with them since, you know, but the drummer, what's his name again? Skipper. Mm-hmm. He's a good virgin. Because you guys had connected before in the um, past. Um, no, I've never met them like that before. What really happened, um, a friend of mine was doing some session in in, 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 um, in Ochi. And that was one of the shows that they had in play. When I went there, um, I met this virgin from um, UB40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent a couple of days there just jamming with music. And, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's big there still. And I know there's also a song that um you have for a foundation also. Eyes Open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us how you came up with that one there. It's just a vibration of what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now when people really know the show that they can use it to kind of free them out of Free them up a lot. And when your eyes open and your brain and your mind open, you feel much better about it. And some people approach me using that song to do something. I tell them it's okay. Mm-hmm. For the foundation. Yeah, Russ Michael is on that song too, you know? Big, big, big. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know Russ Michael and those guys are out from your side there, out in um, LA. Yeah, easier now. Easier now. It's been here a long time. There's so much of a great work too. Great version of mine, you know? Mm-hmm, good. And with this album here, how many tracks is on this album? Um, I think it's 12. Mm-hmm. I know your sons are features on it too. That's the Blaze Mob. Yeah, yeah. I want you people check them out too. Very talented and nice people, the Blaze Mob. I think the Blaze Mob means something. It's an acronym or something. Mm-hmm. 
when did they show interest in that they wanted to do what their father's doing also? From when I was very young, because um, I used to take them to the shooter every now and then. They wanted us to come. So it used to be, you know what I mean? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that way, got to play sports also. It turned out to love the music a lot. So you, you guys are, are into sports and entertainment. That's what the family is based on from your sisters, your other brothers and stuff like that. Yeah, I have a brother who plays cricket. I represent Canada in the World Cup, you know. Okay. Yeah, Franklin Dennis represent Canada at World Cup. And that's my brother also. So the family kind of, you know, another younger brother who represents Jamaica one and two times on the soccer side. And then you represent Jamaica on the musical side. Yeah. And the three youngsters, that round blazed now. It was in the national squad. They had the 16 and the 13 and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it was all in the national squad, in the team itself, hmm. in the squad itself. Uh, so it's, the family is very talented, you know. And as I say, in trench, trench Sunday, there was some place to recreate yourself. Mm-hmm. It was always something happening for sure. Twenty twenty one. What's next for Garth Dennis right now? More love and understanding and making good music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And helping the people to overcome um, certain vibration that are necessary. You know, love is the key. Love is the key. Always, you mm-hmm. understand. And even with even today's music do you enjoy is there anybody in particular that you enjoy listening to music is music mm-hmm. so there's no one person that i said definitely that person all the time yeah. you know what i mean but i love good music and whosoever is represented it that's who i listen to you know what i mean for sure i listen to my songs and my lot because i had some very good songs Blaze my big them up right there. You've been in the business in the business for so long. Where's your favorite part to be? Is it writing the song, recording the song, or performing the song? Everything is great about it. Mm-hmm. Everything is great about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything is great about the music. Writing the song, performing for the people, meeting the people. You know what I mean? Talking to people like you, explaining what's going on. Mm-hmm. Whole thing is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whole thing is so airy and vibe, vibish, vibish. Do you remember what was your last show you did before everything got shut down? Um, I think I did it in Jamaica, you know. Okay. I think I did it in Jamaica. And what really happened is that um, there was a show in Jamaica that was short as a keeper. We had a concert on that, and we invited Dr. to come, and he said he didn't want to come. And um, he tried to stop us from using the name, and he sued us, you know what I mean? I don't want to put you down in a circle. But we won that case in Jamaica, hard was to work as Black Warriors again. But I did went to the press, I got registered to iron not because I was still thinking about all of us, so. Yeah. You know? So when this court case was going on in America, we had already decided that course is in Jamaica. We didn't mention it up here in the courthouse. So, in fact, it was in the courtroom that was going on. 
So it's a whole vibration, you know? Just just one of those things, especially in a business where you think you're just coming to sing some music and things just... Everybody doesn't have the same intention, the same mind, and the same spirit that you do. Mm -hmm. Some of them so pretend this, man. Big up, Junior Reed. Yeah. Big up, Junior. You understand. Well, Mr. Dennis, thank you so very much for coming through to the Entertainment Report podcast. Great conversation. Learned a lot and definitely to see things from your your point of view, how you've seen it through your eyes. Definitely a great journey. Give thanks, man. One love every time. And world, stay together and love each other, man. It's simple as that. You know what I mean? Be real. Be real. Just like that. Let me give you an outro and get you out of here. All right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.